Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome to another episode of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You guys, this is Makiba, your host, and I cannot believe that we are in the month of December, wrapping up the end of season nine. In the next couple of episodes, I am here with this latest episode. It's called If I Wrote the World. Uh, I know that there's like a BTS version and I haven't heard it, um, <laughs> but I'm going back to my type of music, which is Nas and... Who else was on that song? Duh, Lauren Hill. Let me look this up. Thanks for holding. I was right. I just wanted to make sure before <laughs> before I needed to uh, edit it out of the episode, but I was right. It was, of course, the undeniable Lauren Hill with her voice. But yeah, I wanted to just kind of address the Pro Cheerleading Podcast tour that I've been on over the past couple months, and I have been really struggling to go live during the week following like coming back in town from these games I've had every intention with bubbling from excitement from getting off the plane to go live that night and talk all about my trip and then life takes over jet lag takes over and you know it didn't always happen but I thought I should save it all up for an episode where I could talk about like the ideal perfect game day experience for the cheerleaders and dancers just based on everything that I've seen so that's the idea of this episode And I did a huge brain dump and I'm really, really curious what you guys would have to say to add to this perfect game day experience. If you agree with what I'm saying here, if you disagree, um, if you do really cool things at your games that you want to share, hit me up and let me know in the comments when I post about the episode, because this is just from my observation, Makiba Pate's opinion. But let me give you a recap of the games that I've seen, just to give you guys a little heads up too. I am so impulsive sometimes, like I'll have an idea, I'll think it sounds amazing, and then I'll just go for it and I'll figure the rest of the shit out later. Don't do that, P.S. Like, I used to be such a planner and, you know, just making sure everything's accounted for, planned out. The only thing that I planned was, like, which cities that I was going to hit and which weekends had, like, a football and a basketball game and how many miles I had. I think that's pretty much all the thought I put into (laughs) into like locking this tour down. I didn't even reach out to all the directors like an idiot just to try to, you know, put myself out there about coming to meet the squads and the games. Like I, you know, I just kind of went for it, but you know, whatever. I think it was for the most part a huge success. I hate that I didn't get to see some of the squads, but let me just tell you where I've been so far. It started way back at the end of October. I went to Las Vegas and watched the Raiderettes perform. Then I went to the Brooklyn Nets game for Halloween, and I saw the Nets team hype, the Nets kids perform, as well as the Brooklyn Nets dancers. Then for my birthday weekend, I was in the Bay Area. I went to the Golden State Warriors game and saw the Gold Squad and the Blue Crew perform that night. And then I saw the San Francisco 49ers Gold Rush cheerleaders perform at their game. And then this past weekend, I was in Atlanta. I went to the... 
this was the craziest trip of them all because this weekend had two games in one day. And thankfully in Atlanta, the stadiums were pretty close to one another walking distance, which was priceless because I don't think I could have pulled it off. Um, but essentially I went to the Falcons game that started at one or one thirty, I can't remember. And then straight to pregame activities for the Atlanta Hawks dancers, um, right around four o'clock. So as soon as the game let out, actually I snuck out a couple minutes early, but whatever. I walked over and made it over to the Hawks stadium, uh, the state farm arena and watched the Atlanta Hawks dancers kill it as well as their uh, stunt team that they have. Um, so they had a couple of their break dancers, um, present for that game and then their stunt team. So I have seen quite a few teams and it's been very, very exciting to compare notes. Um, hopefully I took enough mental notes, but I have two games that are left on my little tour. Um, I really wanted to go see the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders. I think they're so cute and I really was excited about that in January, but their team is doing hella good right now. I'm not going to comment on how I feel about that being in the NFC West, but I think it's going to be mission impossible trying to get tickets to their last game. So I did cancel that trip. But the last trip that's on the agenda, if everything pans out and I just don't go broke <laughs> right before Christmas, my kids will love me, is to go to LA to see the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders and then the LA Clippers on that Monday. So wish me luck, you guys. And <laughs> so I can finish off strong. Um, but I didn't want to wait any longer to put this episode together. There's only a couple episodes left and I wanted to just talk about the things that I've seen. So without further ado, I've got my rosé here and we'll just start talking about my perfect game. Okay. So this might be a sign of like, I don't want to say my age. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to say this right now because I know technically I am a mother and I have two kids that are teenagers, which is still so hard to get out of my mouth. And I try to look kind of cute or cool for these appearances at these games, you guys, but like, I'm so tired of being called out as like, Hey, are you somebody's mom? <laughs> Fucking a yo. Like it's so <sighs> humbling. Um, that happened to me in Brooklyn. When I went to the game, one of the guys from Nets team hype was trying to be nice and was like, so what are you doing here? And, and he was like, Oh, I thought you were one of the Nets team or whatever they call it, the Nets kids' moms, <laughs> which technically, I guess, of course, I'm old enough to be that, but it's just like, damn, do I just scream mom? It's crazy. Okay, whatever. And the same thing happened in Atlanta. No offense taken, but my segue was that when I go to these games, I'm just noticing when it comes to like leading up to the game and the moment that, you know, the game's about to start, I just find that these stadiums and these arenas, I mean, they should have like a disclaimer for people who have seizures because it is just so much like, Lights, camera, action, videos, loud ass music, like screeching sounds, like there's it's just so overly produced in my opinion. This is Makiba Pate, okay? So I'm just gonna say what I have to say about what I think about it. But you know, I just pay attention to a lot of things. I'm looking at the fans, like I'm I'm trying to f see if other people are really, really excited by all of this like yickety yak going on. <laughs> and it's like I don't know if it's really as effective as they think. I mean Think of it as like when you're in the movies and you're like watching trailers for, you know, the upcoming movies that are coming out or what have you. Like it has that vibe when you're in the movie theater. I get it. There's a lot coming at you and you just take it all in. But when you're in a stadium and there's 
you know, just lights flickering everywhere. They've got these crazy videos with sound effects. Um, it gets to be a bit much. So I'm just going to say in terms of my game day experience, some of it would be a little more toned down or at least like, do you do any sort of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Marketing studies, consumer groups, or, you know, surveys or something where you really get a feel for what energizes your fan base. You know what I mean? Like, as a fan of football or basketball, I'd much rather see highlights from the last game or like a highlight reel to get excited and pumped for the game than I would, you know, doing some of these hype videos. Like, I just don't think the hype videos are very effective. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. I don't find them particularly persuasive or moving. And I feel so bad for the guys because when you're watching these uh, hype videos and they have the guys like screaming out of nowhere and they're like trying to look hella tough and buff in their uniforms and they're trying to hype everybody up. But I just think it's like, does that really work? I don't know. I think it would be a lot cooler to see, like I said, highlights leading up to the game, talking about how the season's going or just show me like a good collection of awesome, amazing plays of the team. That gets my ass hype. So that's what I would want to see. But anyway, okay. I just have to add that because this is where I see the cheerleaders and dancers fitting into this. We set off the game. You know what I mean? Like our pregame performances, whether it's NFL or NBA, is what gets the whole entertainment in motion. So I do feel like, you know, for the teams that have a hype video for the cheerleaders or their dancers as part of the announcement, I think that is exciting. Um, And what I wish I could see a little bit more of in these intro videos, and I will say I didn't go to this game, but I did see a particular team that had a hella, hella, hella long intro video for the cheerleaders. It was a bit much, but it would be great if in these videos that lead into your performances, if there was like your names included, like when they show a flash of a particular dancer, put their name up there so people can start associating the names and faces, you know, to the dancers that are performing. I think that would be a nice touch. Maybe everybody's not shown in these videos, but at least, you know, put some names up there. And that's, you know, another point that I'll mention. A lot of these games now have like an in-game arena or stadium host, um, like at the Vegas game. And my dad was not a fan, P.S. I mean, no offense to whoever they are, but (laughs) they had like two hosts that were like the in-game arena people. It's almost like an MC. And it was rather, I don't know how I feel about that too, because like, obviously, if you're watching the game on TV, you'll have like, you know, your commentators and mostly these in-game hosts are trying to hype up the fans or they're kind of introducing whatever the game day entertainment is. But, you know, they do have like a personality associated with that name. And that's what made me kind of think like, I wish when they're doing like these in-game promos or announcements and they have the cheerleaders in the background or the dancers in the background, like... Not for nothing, but we could kind of do that ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we do enough public speaking where why couldn't we announce that we're giving away a check to such and such charity during the game? Like, hi, I'm, you know, Atlanta Falcons cheerleaders, so-and-so, and we're so excited to hand this check to such and such. Like, I don't know why you really need the in-game arena people too much, except to announce, like as an announcer, but not like a whole personality, but we don't want to take their jobs, but I just think that I would like to see the exposure of the dancers and cheerleaders getting their names out there with the fans more than I would, or just as much as the in-game arena host. Okay. So that's another little, I'm going to probably be all over the map with this whole episode, but whatever. I think you guys will follow me. It's somewhat in chronological order and I might just, 
you know, go all over the place. But okay, so pregame, you guys set off the whole shebang. I mean, I think that's probably the most exciting thing for me. I love when I hear the fans like welcome and greet the cheerleaders when they do announce that they're about to perform. I think that's a sign of respect and like that you're appreciated. All eyes are on you. And so one of the things that I noticed is just that I'll stay with NFL first. Um, We've kind of lost some of our like intro, like how we enter the field. Like I really do miss for NFL cheerleading performances, like the travel dancing that you do across the yard lines to enter the field. Like, and I'm not just talking about kind of like skip and step, but just like actual choreography to get to the center of the field. And I think sometimes, you know, the cheerleaders will go from midfield and just kind of do the shortcut to get center field. But I, I miss the traveling steps. So in my perfect game, there would be like a whole travel sequence for NFL games where you storm the field, marcher, you know, like that would be part of the choreography is getting to the center field and it would be commanding attention. Like, I think it looks so good because of the size of a football field to have beautiful lines and choreography and everything that just takes up the whole field. So that's what I would love to see. For NBA games, I do like when there is a pregame, like opening performance, like the Brooklyn Nets did have like one whole opening number. And so they actually were able to stay out on the court for the player intros because in NBA basketball games, the player intros are a little different, but, you know, they're kind of centered around the bench. But, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets team hype, they were all just staying out on the court because they had just performed and they had just killed it and they just stayed out there, like, vibing out and having a good time during the pregame intros. So I do like if there's a performance because what I really realized is just that with wonderful changes to sports marketing, there's always an ad, there's always, you know, some corporate connection and sponsorship that they're trying to push during every stop of the game and so you know I was a little surprised but there weren't as many performances as I expected for a game and so I feel like if there's an opening number it's just one more opportunity to touch the court and I want you guys to perform and dance as much as possible in my ideal perfect game so I would definitely want to see a pregame performance and like I said for NFL I want you to travel onto the field and take that field with purpose One of the cool things about the NBA games, which I think makes a wonderful use of the drum lines that are now part of these entertainment teams, is like a parade. They do a parade through the concourse. The drum lines, kind of the tail end of it. The dancers are in front. The fans love that shit. Like I was walking around, actually running around in Atlanta (laughs) with Megan. It was so fun, actually. But trying to get footage of the parade. Um, And I think there's a couple other teams that do that. But I you know, everybody had their phone out. I think that got people excited. You know, the girls are like dancing. It almost reminded me of like HBCUs, how they do the parade in and out of the stadium. But it was definitely exciting to see the fans get hyped and kind of have them marching through and owning the stadium, right? So I think that's a great way of interacting with fans. And so, see, I told you all I'm over the place, but one of the pregame activities, I think in terms of fan engagement would be a parade of some sorts because you know what the photo ops like it's great and all and I think there are definitely times people wait in line for you to sign whatever and I think you can do both but I like the idea of you kind of getting a good little warm-up out of it you're up close and personal with fans they seem to really enjoy that and it's a good use of the drum line because I feel like sometimes the drum line just 
it's a little random or they kind of do their own performances like at the 49ers game. They were outside of the stadium and they put on a pretty cool performance, but it just gets everybody together and they all can kind of engage with the fans in one big swoop. So I did kind of enjoy the parade aspect. Let's see. So we've been gallivanting around the stadium in the arena, interacting with the fans. We've come down and we've done our pregame routine, killed that, traveled or stayed on the court, whatever it is that you do for your actual opening number, because there needs to be an opening number. We shouldn't just pop up for the player intros. I feel like there should be an opening routine in my perfect game. Um, But for the player intros, I do like to see a little bit more of like a clean, I do like with the NFL, how it's like a cleaner landscape for player intros. It's more staged and it looks less cluttered than like NBA games. Everybody and their mama's on the court. It's a little chaotic, I would say. And, you know, you're obviously not working with as much space, but it's a really effective and nice visual with NFL games to see the ripples as the players come through the tunnel. You know, that's a little bit of shine on TV, too. So I would like to see even cooler things happen for the player intros, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm just extra all the way. So I don't know if you could come up with an extra, extra player intro ripple or just something that's like, different and cute and sassy or just kind of like really really eye-catching without going too much I would probably try to jazz that up just a bit because it is exciting and it's a very nice visual so that's what I would want to do I like when the teams like switch up the moves that they do you know along the player intros and so it's not the same thing over and over again but yeah we would have some real extra player intros and you know with NBA I think Yeah, just maybe a little bit more order on the court or at least a formation that's set so that you take your space up on the court because there's so many other things and people around. So that's what I would say for intros. So in my perfect game, the whole theme that you're going to be hearing is just like acting like we are just the best thing since sliced bread, like super figures, like everything is just about like hyping up that presence. And yes, being approachable to fans and connecting with them, but also like I am somebody. That is the theme of a lot of the comments that I have. And so one of the things that I really appreciated at the 49ers game was that they had like an escort that took them around to every, every rotation that they did on the field. They were in, you know, a straight line. It was kind of like you're being escorted. I just, I like that effect because it just shows care for the team as well as like some stature and they get to wave at the fans and all of that but it's really like we are queens of the castle and you know to be frank they even had some someone that gave them water on the sidelines in a cup that worked their way down the line giving each girl a chance to drink from a cup not walking off to the side and squatting and taking a drink But you just have this vibe of like they are cared for, they are important, and I love that. So it wasn't very often, but when you see the cheerleaders walking around with just palms at their sides or not having like that presence of like, I am the shit, it just kind of, it doesn't read. And I will say this too, because you're not necessarily wearing uniforms anymore that command that kind of attention or respect. You know, you're kind of in like workout glorified workout gear right and so I just think some of the glamour is lost a little bit so my perfect game I'll just say that you would be in a more old school glamour kind of uniforms or just something that says costume versus workout attire I'm just gonna say that because I do think that there's a presence that you have when you are just 
looking good and shiny and glistening in all those ways. It just, it makes people want to watch you. And that is something that I would want to see as part of my perfect game. Like the uniforms are like so eye-catching that people want to figure out how they can wear it. And that's something that in the whole way that people carry themselves, that would just be the vibe completely is like, I am the shit. And so when it comes to your performances and you're getting ready to like walk onto the field, I want to see that kind of command of the audience as well. And so I think the DCC do it well, the Raiderettes do it well. I mean, when they are entering the field, it's like, look at me from the minute I just take a step and that leads into their performance. And I think that's just such an important quality because you know, and we used to like run, you know, and we'd like kick our seat and we'd like rally with a pom pom and run to our starting formation. But if I could do it all differently, I would have strutted my ass out there <laughs> to my spot. It would all have been part of the choreography just to like get to the spot before we dance, because it's just watch me from the minute that I take the field. That's how I view things because I'm extra. But I would just say that that would be part of it definitely a walk on and a walk the hell off. Okay. I would say in terms of the performances that at the 49ers game, I was really surprised because, you know, I had amazing seats in the end zone and I swore the girls were going to perform facing me, um, me, like I'm the only person there. Um, but they ended up facing outward to the rest of the stadium. And I had never seen that before. didn't even know people did that. And I didn't love it obviously because of my seats, (laughs) but You know, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I guess it does make sense optically that you are performing for three quarters of the stadium as opposed to the one fourth that's in front of you. But I just had a hard time with that. I just felt like their backs, your backs are going to be to somebody, but it just felt backwards for me. And then obviously there are performances and I'm talking football, right? There's performances that are on the numbers. And I do like that aspect because you get to see the smaller squads, the chemistry, you know, you could take it in a little bit better than lumping everybody together in a squad performance. I do like when you break it up half and half in each end zone. I just think it's easier to kind of take in and appreciate everybody's performances when you have smaller sections. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? It's obviously fun to dance as a big group, but I feel like the pregame is for that. And maybe you have more like intimate 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 moments with just your small squad where you or you know maybe the two combined squads that are in a particular end zone but I would say that I was starting to gravitate more to wanting to watch the smaller group performances because you could take in the different dancers and pick up the different styles and so I would probably have them dancing on the numbers more and I'll just say this too because like I'm so thirsty to see people perform when I go to these games like I want to see dancing 24 seven during that game like anytime music comes on and maybe that's just me getting again cranky and old but when I don't see squad leaders like lead a dance and I know sometimes stadium music is a little you know unpredictable it might just be like a stinger song that they put on for 2.5 seconds and so you look stupid trying to dance to it but there were just times where you know they weren't dancing in their corners and it was really just like frustrating you know because that's your time and you don't really have that many performances. And so I like to see that being maximized. So in a perfect game, you guys would be dancing like the entire time. And I don't know if there are some, you know, stadiums or arenas where you have that constant performance aspect, but that's what I want to see. And so there would be plenty of music played 
the squad leaders would be so on point with doing any damn thing. Just don't sit there and step clap, like step clap for 2.5 seconds. And then you're moving on and you're showing me, you know, showing me something more exciting. You know, I want to see you guys dance. And so that would be something. And I would say for NBA games, it's so tough because again, you have such, you know, small real estate to work with. And I know that these dancers have gotten so pushed out of the way they are like pretty much hanging out in the tunnels essentially or kind of like right before you get to the tunnel and it's like this you know square space and that's where they if they're there during the game that's kind of where they're clustered to hang out and to rally and excite the fans and it breaks my heart so much because you can just you know see them from any particular point in the stadium unless you're like right next to that tunnel you know you just see these pom-poms shaking every now and then but you don't really get to take in the excitement from them being out there as part of the game. So I would scrap all of that. If it's my perfect game where you have a presence that's not just like stuffed in a corner, you know what I mean? And for the record for NBA teams as well, like, and I know space is limited, but you guys do so much to warm up and rehearse. And I know there's so much concrete back on the concourse areas. And so for every NBA team that I saw, I wish there was just like a little space dedicated for you guys to warm up that didn't have like, concrete or you know or just like a space that's closer to the court and I know that's asking for a lot but I just think that there needs to be you guys don't always have the luxury of going all the way back to your locker room especially if you are in or out of the fans view um, so I just wish that you guys had your own little dedicated space since you are having to hang out in the tunnel area does that make sense you know anyway but I would get you out of that tunnel and way more in people's face <laughs> because that's what I would like to see And speaking of NBA games and being in people's faces, um, they always have like these t-shirt giveaways. And uh, from what I've been able to see, a lot of the NBA dancers will, you know, kind of storm the court. It's like a little freestyle. You get to dance and eventually throw a t-shirt into the crowd. You guys, when I used to do that, oh my God, it used to be so embarrassing. Um, Even the pom-pom throws when I was with the Seahawks, like I have like muscle tone in my arms, but they're so weak. Like I know I should have done something about that at one point, but I would literally try to throw something so far and sometimes it wouldn't even make it into the stands. Like I was so lame, so, so lame. But, you know, sometimes they give these teams, you know, the actual guns to shoot things out. But one thing I will say in terms of what the fans react to is getting free shit. Like they go ape shit and they're out of their seats. It's just very much like, everybody's pumped and I kind of wish that like again this is kind of the tie-in of like introducing you guys more or you know having like a section but wouldn't it be cool if like you could have an escort obviously because this isn't ideal and they actually have the freaking escorts the people that are kind of the guards for each section you know the people that work and tell people where to sit and all that shit them but if you kind of could have like Maybe just certain sections um, in the lower bowl where you can have four or so dancers going up and down the stairs and they have their T-shirts. And so you're a little bit closer to the fans and you can like party on the steps a little bit. And then you're actually, you know, connecting and seeing who you want to throw it to. And maybe there's like a, hey, we've got Jasmine, so-and-so and so-and-so like in section such and such get their attention. And then maybe the people are like calling your name, like Jasmine over here, give me, I'm totally picking on you, Jasmine from the Atlanta Hawks. But I was just thinking of like an interaction where people are knowing your name and there's a little bit of connection and, 
you can be like, next time I'll get you or whatever. But it's just something, especially if you're seeing the same fans, you know, week to week, obviously, with NBA games having so many during the season. But I was just thinking of a way, again, to create some recognition for the dancers and a little bit more interaction with fans in a way that really gets them truly excited, which is give me something free. Instead of like having the chaos on the court where you're just like launching stuff, let the people who have the guns do it from the court where they're launching it into the, you know, 300 level. But I think it would be kind of cool, especially if you're just kind of stuck over there in that tunnel for the most part, to not even worrying about being on the court for that time, but actually being in the stands with your fans. You guys let me know if you think that's kind of a wild, crazy idea. I know there's always people constantly going up and down stairs, but if they know once you guys come and line up, on the staircase that they're going to be giving away free stuff and they announce you and say you by name and the camera's on you and you wave like I just think there's like a connection that you can make and I think that would just build a better relationship with your fans too I think it's worth it that's what the in-game arena host can do is introduce you guys as you're giving away free stuff out in the stands so that would be something that I would probably do differently from my perfect game let's see oh I got notes on notes on notes okay So my next section of my notes is just around actual cheerleading. And speaking from experience for Seahawks games, we had two cheers, defense and Seahawks. That was it. We didn't need signs. Uh, That was just not part of what we did. And we would yell that with the fans, but it wasn't something that we were actually truly cheerleading and having chants and leading them through that. I did see a couple instances of that um, over the past few games that I've gone to. And, you know, I'm curious what you guys think. Like, I feel like at the pro level, or maybe it just depends on the fan base, but, you know, there's not as much, like, cheers that the fans are really going to say. Like, sometimes it's just painful trying to get them to actually cooperate with, (laughs) with some of those cheers as simple as, defense so seeing like a timeout where cheerleaders could have been dancing or performing and seeing a complete just cheer I was definitely like oh interesting you know because I would have rather seen dancing but I know we're both but I'm just curious when you guys think I mean there's some teams that do that from pictures and everything that I've seen like the Colts cheerleaders um, the, the Vikings cheerleaders it seems very much like about some signs and some cheers. Tennessee Titans comes to mind, probably even the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders. So I get that there's a mix, but maybe it just depends on the fans. But me personally, I'd rather see you guys dance than cheer. But that's just me. I don't want to see a timeout used for that. You can do that on the sidelines maybe during the game, but not like for a stop during the game when you're on the field. Like I want to see you dance. And I would say like if you are going to incorporate cheers or certain moves that you do for like first down, just having it be like, you know, something orchestrated and cute that everybody's doing the same thing. I think even something that would be catchy that fans would want to do with you. If you're going to cheer, then cheer all the way. You know what I mean? In terms of just creating an actual move around it and something that would ideally catch on because it just looks awkward when you're trying to lead cheers and nobody's doing it with you but I guess you got to know your fan base so speaking of you know fan engagement whether you're giving away something free or leading them in cheers one thing that I found pretty interesting and I don't know exactly how it works but with the Atlanta Falcons game there was a squad that seemed to be kind of just doing promos I couldn't see where in the stadium that they were located but they almost had like a platform or an area in the arena where this squad was kind of used for all the in-game arena promos 
and they looked like they were dancing at one point. And so I kind of like the idea of having like a separate squad. Like, you know, you can pretty much have only four squads on the field at any given time. But what if there is one squad that during the game just basically floats around in terms of in a promo kind of manner um, where they're doing performances like in the concourse area or they're engaging with the drum line they're out there for the fans and maybe not the entire game but I do kind of like the idea of having like a group of people that are more interactive with the fans during the game because I just think that you know and there are always people from going to all these games anytime you get away from your seat and you go to the bathroom you go get something to drink or eat there's a ton of people who are watching the game and there's a ton of people on the concourse so in terms of engaging with fans it seems like a missed opportunity to not have like a squad that would be out there maybe taking pictures in front of the pro shop or you know hanging out with the drum line or dancing with the drum line or you know with these in-game arena hosts and actually being introduced by name and being part of the promos instead of just kind of props in the background so I thought that that would be a pretty cool addition or way of breaking up your squad and I don't know maybe there's just a separate promo squad but I just thought I think the Atlanta Falcons have five lines and so I don't know how it's structured and how it works. Somebody will tell me, I'm sure. But I thought that was pretty curious that there seemed to be a kind of like a mystery squad somewhere in the stadium doing different things. So I think I'm wrapping up. I mean, I sure as hell have been talking a lot, but I'm just going to end with just another observation because, you know, obviously NBA dancers have a lot more in terms of uniform options than and the NFL cheerleaders. And I already commented on how the NFL cheerleaders and even NBA dancers are kind of looking more athletic and not so much like more traditional uniforms. And I just think some of these front offices probably need to like take a step back and think about like, if you're going to make us look more like fans that are, you know, like kind of glorified gym wear, you know, you really could use the dancers and the cheerleaders in a way that kind of promotes a line that you're going to make available to the fans to buy. Like if I want to dress my dance team or cheerleaders in leggings and a sports bra, essentially that's got like logos all over it. I think it's a beautiful uniform, but I just think that anybody could wear that. And so you might as well allow the cheerleaders and dancers to kind of be featured as models for lines that you're going to like put out in your pro shop where they can look like the cheerleaders because you already are creating this like I don't know it's like a blurry line if you ask me of what's considered to be like a cheerleader or dance team official uniform versus what you could find in the pro shop and I've been in these pro shops I've been buying my kids way too many gifts from these games so it's not like I'm seeing our outfits in there but that's merchandise that you can possibly sell to people who are interested in looking the way that you guys look out there on the field or court. And so it's a kind of random, it's not like perfect game related, but if we're going to keep these uniforms in this thread of like more athletic gear, then you might as well kind of like cycle through because you can create multiple styles of a similar look of leggings and a cute, crop top of some sorts go sell that shit in your pro shop like announce that on the thing like you get to look like you know such and such cheerleader over here put them on the big screen and just say that there's a promo in the pro shop where you can end up buying a similar look or something like that I just think that's my last little tiff about uniforms I just think that 
you know, we are trendsetters. I mean, you should be wearing something that everybody's like, oh my God, I wish I could have that. Or look at that cute ass jacket. Like I want one. And I think it's a missed opportunity if you're not really going to give us the glamour, glamour uniforms or the ones that stand out so much. Like you can actually be marketing to your fan base and selling merch to them that makes them look somewhat like the cheerleaders. And I guess the thing that made me think of that was just that like, you would never see like the Rockettes or the Alvin Ailey dancers. You would never see them changing their attire to look like everybody else. Like they wouldn't just throw on a sports bra and, you know, they would have their uniforms because part of what looks so amazing and what they're doing is doing all that, wearing some bright, shiny, beautiful uniform or the costume fits like obviously the theme of what they're doing if you're talking about Alvin Ailey dancers, but they would never just look kind of like ordinary. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to do that, especially just to prove that they're athletes. Does that make sense? Like I feel like a lot of the changes in this department have kind of been because you are athletes and we're not going to go for the white boots, which I just, I freaking miss on the field. Damn it. I'm just going to say it. I miss the white boots in addition to the uniforms, but I just think that the ditching of all of that um, and going for the athletic gear, just to kind of like overly emphasize that you guys are athletes, you know, I just think it takes away from it a lot, a lot. And I know we've talked about it, but Again, my perfect game, I just wanted to try to draw a comparison to like some of these performance groups are going to be true to their uniforms and the style of of what they represent. And they wouldn't have to change that just to disprove a stereotype, you know, so just some food for thought. I mean, I'm just going to give the shout outs as I see them because the Raiderettes looked beautiful. I love the glamour uniform. I love the white boots. I think it looks so clean. 49ers uniforms are really cute. I mean, obviously fits, you know, their traditional look. It is a little more on the athletic side with the pastry sneakers versus the the boots. But I just hope we don't kind of lose too much of our identity in that way because it does look a little glorified gym wear. Cute still, but not like this is a uniform. So now to wrap things up, guys, because I have going on and on and on and on. I'm going to just share like my favorite moment from each game that I've been to. And let's start with the Raiderettes. I would say that my favorite aspect of the Raiderettes game is their camera work. Whoever is their camera guy or girls, they really know how to like zero in on these dancers. Like, you know, having to focus so much on the big screen. Like, I just thought that they did such a good job of mixing it up and really beautiful visuals of the girls as they were performing like and the camera loves these women I mean shout out to Monica because like the camera loves the hell out of you girl but like I really just really appreciated that just the I don't want to say cinematography of it all because that's probably not the word I'm looking for but the the videography was just on point and I think it was just really complimentary of the girls and their actual dancing um, versus just I don't know. Sometimes they miss the mark a little bit in what they show, but they just seem to nail it. And especially because, you know, the girls did perform on the numbers of smaller groups. Like when the camera's on them, like you get to see them all. It's just it's beautiful. Um, So that was my favorite part of the Raiderettes game in hindsight. For the Brooklynettes, I just I so thoroughly enjoyed that entire game. Like from the beginning to the goddamn end, it was just action packed with halftime performances 
with artists like they have just been I don't know if y'all are following but like they just had freaking little Kim there I mean there's always somebody performing with them and that was probably I didn't really know this artist that performed on the game that I was there but the excitement of it all I mean it's just like a show every night and I think that's freaking amazing like if you were in the New York area and you wanted to catch a basketball game, but you also wanted to catch kind of a concert vibe. I mean, and dance performance, like you got it all in one of their games. And so hands down, like my favorite part of just how exciting their game day experience was, it was very much like a full show, like a full menu, full course meal. The Golden State Warriors dance team. Gosh, this was also another freaking good one. I just loved seeing the camaraderie between the teams, you know, seeing the Blue Crew perform as well as the Gold Squad. I think that was the first game that they were actually performing. But, you know, just the love and support and encouragement um, amongst each other was just really beautiful to see. You read that, like, chemistry as a team when you're on the court performing. And I just felt like I, I felt it, if that makes any sense. And so that was just one of the more heartwarming parts of going to that game. It was just a special game. It was on my birthday. Um, but in terms of their game day experience, they definitely, you know, take up the full court and everything that they do to hype up the fans. I think the fans are really responsive. So it was just nice to see like a very cohesive group. They just seem to have like a connection. I don't know, both within the teams, with their fans, like it just felt like they were all very, very familiar and appreciative of each other, like the way that the fans you know, cheered for them when they performed, the way they cheer for each other and they're performing. Like it really felt like a good, wholesome game experience, if that makes any sense. Really, really good. Favorite moment from the 49ers Gold Rush game? Hmm. It was actually meeting Aaron's baby, Wesley. <laughs> but that is not part of the perfect game. So let me see. Um, yeah, I would say, I think the part that I appreciated the most about the Gold Rush is just their music selection or in terms of what they dance to like I'm not obviously from the Bay Area but you know that there is a complete and total vibe but I like that the music mixes that they dance to kind of like reflected their area like you could just kind of tell that they had that pride and where they were from and so you know it wasn't like the traditional cutesy I think they had one like you know can you keep up with Destiny's Child which is you know obviously a winner but yeah I just kind of liked the vibe you felt like you were really taking in the city as much as you were like the team and the dancers. And so it just felt like they were representing all the way, which I appreciated. And honestly, when they stopped in the tunnel for me so I could take my picture, that was hands down my favorite moment of the game because it just broke my heart that I wasn't able to like see them and meet them in person. But that was just like so priceless that they all stopped so I can get a a selfie with them. That was amazing. And next would be like recapping the favorite moments from this past weekend in Atlanta um, with the Falcons game. They're fucking OK. Their pregame. Sorry, I'm getting all hype talking about it. Their pregame performance was like was like just really, really good. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to share my videos with you guys, because obviously I'm like the copyright violating queen over here. But it was just so dynamic. I mean, very, very, very well done. And so I was like definitely hyped from just seeing how they set the whole game off with their pregame performance. I mean, I wish they like marched onto the field all extra, but once they got to dancing, I was just like, damn, like it was really, really good. Excellent dancing, great visuals, a lot of different things going on, but not where it was like distracting in any kind of way. So I was feeling it. And they had some just 
great choreography throughout the whole game. Um, so that was probably my favorite moment of that game. And then the Hawks. Okay. So, you know, the Atlanta Hawks dancers won the NBA dancing playoffs that we did on social media a couple, was that a couple years ago? I don't even know when it was anymore, but you guys voted for them to win the competition. I got to meet so many of their dancers over the summer in Vegas at pro action and just being able to see them all again. I mean, I just don't know what it is about you ladies. You're just so special. Um, You are each so unique. And I just really love that you have like your individual flavor, but you all look so great as a team together. I know you have male dancers on the team for the first time this season, but I just was really just excited to see you guys again (laughs) so much. And it felt very much like a, a family. And again, I know this is probably what you could say about a lot of different teams, but it's that Southern hospitality. I don't know, but you guys are just so endearing and I love you all seriously. And I just felt so taken care of um, by all the directors that have were so kind to extend themselves to, to me and to, you know, my guests in terms of, you know, giving access to the game day. I can't thank you enough. And, you know, just this past weekend, Donnie was kind enough to put me in touch with Vera and Megan and they just you know they just really have this all like we'll take care of you and welcome to our our world of what we do and all of the dancers were just so they're just very special I don't know I I have a soft spot and you know just seeing you guys perform and thank you Megan for getting me down courtside so that I can get that awesome footage that I'll figure out where I'm posting you guys will have to go to my YouTube channel because I think that's probably the safest place for me to put it just based on their copyright policies it's more like you just won't earn any money from views but at least you can put it up there but I just felt the love I felt the connection you guys are really just extremely talented and like I said just so charming and endearing and um, I'm a big fan so I loved watching you guys shine and kill it on the court and I feel that way about everybody for the most part in terms of how excited I am but it's something like I got really hella giddy and I felt like I could be my giddy dorky ass self, like literally jumping up and down after you guys got done. And I got to go back there and take a picture with you. Like you just bring that out of me and I adore you. So the end of that, you guys, this was my best way of trying to capture everything that I've been doing over the past few weeks, spending all this money, but uh, it was so much fun and so worth it. And I wish I could go see every single dang on team perform. I totally would. But based on everything that I've seen, you guys are killing it out there. And if I could just take all the good and wonderful aspects of your game day experience and lump it into one, hopefully I've captured that in this episode. But I'm excited for this last trip. And hopefully in 2022, I can do a better job planning (laughs) what I will be going to um, in terms of NBA games. It'll probably just be NBA and maybe some semi-pro teams as well. Um, So... If you do have a hookup where you do get free tickets to a game or um, you think your director might be open to it, if I don't have that relationship with the director, I'm I'm definitely open to hearing from you guys of where you'd like to see me go next. I wish I could have gone to a, a couple places that people mentioned wanting to, to offer their tickets to me, and I really, really appreciate you for that. But hopefully in the spring, if you guys you know have any ideas of teams that you would really like, to have featured in that way, let me know and I will plan around it. Um, the next thing that you will see from me in terms of travel in January of 2022, 
actually not in January of 2022, that would be February of 2022, is the freaking Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is coming up in Las Vegas. I have my flight. I need to get my tickets to the game, but I will be there trying to catch as much as I can of the Pro Bowl cheerleaders performing and having appearances throughout the week. And I will be reporting on it as much as I possibly can. I'm really excited to start seeing who is selected for Pro Bowl. It's December. People are wearing their winter outfits, which are so cute. Thankfully, those aren't sporty. Um, Let me shut up. Anyway, I'm excited to see these Pro Bowl announcements. And I know that they're going to be coming in the next couple weeks. So that is my last trip that I have on the books for the podcast early next year. But I would love to, especially when the weather's a little bit better, hit up some places in the spring. So you guys let me know where you'd like me to go. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear from you guys. What did I leave out for a perfect game? You let me know what you would add to the list of what would make the perfect game day experience. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.